0: Welcome to the Winning to Wealth podcast. This is MTM number 20 and it is actually a very very special one. I actually have a guest on my weekly solo segment. None other than my wife and how this came about was the fact that I was furloughed a couple of weeks ago and I've been talking very openly about that across my social media platforms and a lot of you have reached out with just questions on how to deal with that how to deal with the financial side of it um, what should I be doing should I be budgeting should I be investing should I be paying off debt and all those things but I did get one question that kind of took me aback on Instagram and it was about the emotional side of things and I'll be honest with you I'm one of those people and my wife can chime in and tell you I'm one of those people that hey you know what stuff happens let's keep it moving let's keep rolling and so when I got But that question, it was kind of like I hadn't really sat down and and thought about how I'd felt uh, being furloughed and having to pause our goals and all those things. It was just one of those things to where this happened. What's the next step? Let's continue to move forward. And so this week, I've really kind of taken some time to really sit through and process a lot of those things that I felt that I had just kind of pushed aside to just keep going forward. And so that's what we're going to talk about. It's just the emotional side of the last few weeks and how my family's dealt with it. So I brought on my wife because she kind of handles this side of me a little bit too and she's had to deal with it as well and so it didn't feel right to just kind of speak for her and her emotional state. I felt like it would be great to bring her on and she was gracious enough to join us. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about this particular subject together. So the first thing I want to do is just kind of go back to that day. I mean, by the time this releases, that was exactly two weeks ago. This will actually be the third week of me not being employed. And so what happened with that was I was on a conference call and I had it on speaker and I was kind of walking around the house like I always do. I was on mute and we were told that we were being furloughed. And I remember Taylor going, what? Like you're being furloughed? And I'm like, just be quiet. Like, I don't, I don't really know what's happening right now. (laughs) And so, I mean, like 30 seconds later, I got confirmation that that that's what was happening. But I just want to ask you, like, how did you feel in that moment of like overhearing that this is what was happening?
1: I definitely felt freaked out. It's not something I really expected to happen. I guess I knew it could happen, but it was just never on my radar. And so it was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what we're going to do. I was just kind of freaking out. Like, this is not going to be good. And I had a lot of fear and kind of didn't want to act too afraid because Allison was there and I didn't want to scare her. And I, I mean, and if you know my husband, he always figures everything out. So I had that you know, security in the back of my mind. But there was still a little bit of doubt of what are we going to do? This is horrible timing. I can't believe we're going through this. So that was my initial thought and reaction.
0: And for me, like I said, it was just kind of like crap. Like it wasn't like I've said on social media, this wasn't something that completely caught me off guard, but it's still kind of a punch to the gut. And it's a punch to the gut because For the last few months at work, and I haven't said this before, but I've specifically been told that like I've been carrying my entire region from a sales perspective. And so to hear that I was being furloughed and that other people were staying on, it was just kind of like, whoa. And so to me, that was the part that that really bothered me was like, okay, I'm being furloughed. That's fine. We can move forward. We can weather this storm. But the fact that you guys are keeping somebody else on to kind of handle my work, it's like, uh uh-uh. uh. I, I didn't I didn't like that part one bit. But we're past that and and hopefully that person is having a great opportunity to just showcase their skills and what they can do and prove their value. Um that's kind of the silver lining is that I'm hoping for is that, you know, they're put in a position to where they can showcase themselves and and be better. So, but it, the, I guess the natural follow-up I have to that is like, you know, we started this journey right after we got married 2014. This is like our almost 6 years. And I mean, we've done a lot. We've paid off debt. We've bought a house. We've invested like crazy, maxed out retirement accounts, all these other things. And so what exactly was it that, that made you nervous? Because in my mind, it's like we've made such good progress and like I felt like we'll be fine. But what was it for you that kind of tripped you up a bit?
1: I think it's a loss of control. I am definitely a person that struggles with being kind of a control freak. And um, so at, currently, I'm on a position where I have zero control in my job. So I am I was already dealing with that emotion. Um, I'm a teacher, and I usually have 100% control of what I teach and in my classroom and how I teach it, um, as long as I meet the state standards. And During this, I don't get to see my kids. I don't get to plan. I don't get to do any of these things. And so I was holding on to the little pieces of control that I had, which required me to spend money. I was getting new activities for Allison. I was getting crafts to keep myself occupied and organizing the house. And we needed this organizer and we needed that. And I was finding ways to control, but my control required me buying things off Amazon. And it wasn't a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not some crazy online shopper. (laughs) You are the
0: shopper. But it
1: was, you know, we're home with a two-year-old all day. She already really didn't have a ton of toys age appropriate. It's just controlling things. And I think when I heard furlough, I knew, okay, well, we're going to have to be really tight on our budget. Um, There's not going to be that, like free money kind of wiggle room like oh we can spend this much money on Allison stuff and so on that's always in our budget so I think the biggest fear for me was less about like we're not going to be in a financial position to handle this I, I knew that but it was just another loss of control for me and my personality and how I was already dealing with this
0: okay so as I said this is going into like the third actual week of it so how are you feeling now
1: I definitely think that I'm doing better, although this week I still bought things that you did not consider essential and we had to weather that storm together. Granted, it was very inexpensive pencil boxes, but um, it was still not essential. And um, and so I think, I think I'm doing better. I'm finding the things that I can control and we're kind of getting into a routine. Allison's getting a little bit better. Better, I would say, with not getting to socialize and learning how we are handling it, and, and I think that it's not as scary as I thought it would be. Also, just being more mindful in uh, how I think about it, and the fact that I've become a little more grateful that we are in the position that we're in, rather than being fearful and being upset about controlling exactly what happens.
0: So, as I said, I've I've dealt with my emotions this week, and and. They've ranged from like angry um, to sad to frustrated to slightly concerned, and just kind of in in my trying to figure out how exactly I feel, I've gone through that. And so, have you fully accepted, like at this point, that we're gonna be fine? And if so, like how did you get to that point from where you were?
1: I definitely feel like I have fully accepted that at this point. Uh, I it I had to step back and kind of get some perspective because this will end. Granted, we don't know when, but it will. There's going to be an end to this. And I had to think about that. I also had to think about, okay, well, there's other people in worse positions than we are and seeing how they were handling things and still being positive. And I just kind of had to let go of my expectation and kind of live with the reality of what our life is right now. And I had to think about, Although um, you're furloughed and I've lost some control of situations, we're still in a really good place. Um, thankfully, we don't have any debt besides our mortgage. Um, and we ha- kind of lived below our means um, as it was. And so most of our income was going towards a mortgage and savings and all those different things. And so, um, once, you know, when we budgeted the essentials, it was very obvious that we would be able to more than cover having our needs met needs met being, we were going to have our, get to stay in our house, eat, you know, eat food and have utilities and those things. And, and so then it was kind of like, okay, well, this is not so bad. I just need to be more creative with the ways that I do I have you know with the budget that we have and just more creative with time and the things we already have in our house and using those things to occupy Allison occupy myself even I think just getting creative in the kitchen has helped me because it's it's just kind of not focusing on the bad parts about this but focusing on the good parts about this that's really kind of helped me shift my mindset I, I will say I know this is not a good situation there's not it's not ideal i know a lot of people are really struggling with it but i feel like there's good that's coming out of it for us um as, as a family we get to spend a lot more time together i was used to seeing my daughter sometimes only 2 hours a day and um and so this is this family time has been nice same with cooking i i it's not my favorite thing in the world to do and now i'm cooking 3 meals a day sometimes however there's a little bit of space to be more creative and not rushed and so just trying to find the good has really helped me change my perspective.
0: Man, that was smart. That was better than I could have said it. I'll tell you <laughs> that much. <so. laughs>
1: well, that's why the emotional side is mine.
0: So let's talk about our goals because we came into the year, and and I want to preface it by saying this. When we sat down in December, we were crafting out our goals. I, it finally hit me that like, man, we've been killing it for five years. And I told you, I was like, I feel like this is going to be a year where we have to really stretch. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. Um, (laughs) Obviously, I didn't know this was going to happen. But I just felt like we were winning so dang much that it was like, all right, what's going to come? And then you know, this with the furlough and all that. And and that's been like the big blow to our goals. Like we have, you know, goals to pay off our mortgage early. Um, obviously, we want to be work optional within the next 10 years or so. And we're not able to really invest in all of that right now. And so how do you feel about us having to like pause paying extra on the mortgage and, you know, pause on maxing out the retirement accounts? Because that stuff affects like the life goals that we set early in our marriage. So like, how does that feel?
1: It's frustrating to, to say the least uh, because we have been so diligent about meeting goals and doing things. But I, I just know that we'll find a way. And, then, and if we live on this small of a budget for now, maybe we'll keep it tight and, you know, add back things in later and focus more on investing. I just, I know this will end. And keeping that in mind, instead of saying, oh, my gosh, this is never going to end. We're never going to get back. I just kind of focus on the fact that it will end and that we will do whatever it takes to um, get that back. And I also think sometimes we focus too much on the future. And so this is kind of a, a good time to pause and think about the right now. There's got to be a balance of that. And if we're always working towards saving for tomorrow and what, what are we going to do when we don't have to work and what are we going to do in all this instead of enjoying what right now, it kind of just kind of balances that out a little bit.
0: Yeah. And and I love that you said that because that was a focus for us coming into the year, right? Like I, on Instagram, I've been putting out these graphics about our budget and I missed March because this has just been a crazy April. So I'll get that out this week. But it was just kind of like sitting down looking at it and going okay we could be saving and investing 60% of our income like there we have a lot of discretionary income that we spend just blowing money really um just having fun enjoying the process and so Looking at it every month going, okay, we could be doing more, but let's enjoy this journey, right? Like, let's, let's slow down a little bit. Let's make sure we're prioritizing date night. Like, let's make sure we're both getting one on one time with our daughter. Let's travel more and like all these things that we kind of wanted to do this year. But in terms of our goals, I know for me, like, I think the biggest one is just not being able to invest because I don't know that, that just was like, again, sitting with that emotion this week it was really just a punch to the gut like man okay one because you hear all the time like okay when there's a market downturn it's the best time to invest because the stocks are cheap and so in your mind you're like you're gearing up you're like oh my gosh it's like it's happening like not that you want people to suffer like that's going on right now but you kind of feel like man this is a missed opportunity like this is You know, what you hear all the time from people in the fire movement is like, you know, when it's when the stock market goes down, it's the best time to buy. But one thing nobody ever talks about is you could be on that side where you don't have income and that opportunity is no longer there. And so I think once we get past that, that's something that us in the finance community, we have to really be conscious of how we address that. But for me, that was the biggest thing. And it's because, again, I've just been groomed for, you know, almost six years now that like, yeah, it's great to ride the wave up. But when it goes down, like that's your opportunity. That's when you find everything you can and you invest and you do all that because that's where millionaires are made. And so like to not have that ability, it was frustrating.
1: (laughs) I totally get that because, you know, we're losing out on that compound interest. As a math teacher, I totally understand how that works. It's (laughs) definitely important. But I I don't think that the, you know, the few months that we're going to lose is going to entirely change the trajectory of our goals. Um, Now, if this was years, I would be worried. Um, The fact that you have a start date that's um, supposed to be in June, uh, I think, is very helpful too. the fact that they gave you guys a date makes me a little more comfortable. Granted, those things could change. I mean, I've had several start dates to go back to work and now I'm off indefinitely until next school year at some point. So I understand that and I'm I'm not uh, expecting anything to happen on that June whatever date. Um, but it's nice to know that this is not in, indefinite and that you're not laid off. And, I, and it's also nice to know that you qualify for unemployment during this time and that we can, you know, put that money to the side and do something good with it. Um, it's not anything we actually need to live off of. Thankfully, we can live on my salary. Um, and I feel very blessed in that situation. But I, I'm just, I guess I, I've gotten to the point of grateful and thankful. And it took some time to get there. But once you do get there, it kind of makes things different. The perspective change.
0: So let's talk about something that you brought up there. So again, you're you're the breadwinner right now. So I'm I'm uh <laughs> I'm mooching off of you. So let's talk about that. Like do you feel any increased pressure like with your job because I don't have an income right now? Like does that affect you in any way?
1: Um no, not really. Um just because of the nature of my job. I'm going to get a contract for next year. I'm not in a position where I would be let go. I've been at my school for this is my sixth year, so I'm not. If they had to start laying people off, um, which they usually do have to let a few teachers go just due to uh, less kids or whatever, then I might be worried. Um, but I, I think that I'm in a pretty stable position. And the fact that we looked at a budget that was bare bones and we can make it off of what I make, I, it's a little less uh, scary. Also, with Allison being home, that's a huge weight off of our shoulders is not having to pay daycare. Um, Anybody with kids knows that's like a second mortgage. So uh, that extra is helpful. So no, I don't feel a whole lot of pressure. I think in the past when um, I was the one that made more money, I definitely felt pressure. But now not as much just because I'm in a more secure place in my job.
0: And another question that I actually got from somebody that I forgot to ask was somebody asked like, okay, so once you've lost that ability to work towards your goals, right? How do you find motivation to, to keep going? I mean, because, you know, six weeks ago we were all investing. We were all paying off our mortgage early. Like everybody that was listening to this was, was doing great things. And some people have lost their incomes and just like us, they've had to pause on their goals. And so how i guess i'll let you answer first like how are you, how do you stay motivated financially i guess was the question um, during this time
1: i think the most motivating factor is the fact that we put ourselves in this position that we're in now so had we not done the things that we did had we just continued to have credit card debt and you know be kind of frivolous with our spending we wouldn't be in this position we would be needing that unemployment. We would be worried about what would happen if I lost my job, too. We would, there would be so much more fear. And so I think the fact that all of the progress that we've made has put us in a position to be okay with one income motivates me to continue saving what we can with the one income and, uh, putting things for, towards, um, A future emergency. I think our emergency fund makes me feel better. I kind of always thought it was silly. Sometimes I'd get frustrated (laughs) seeing money sitting in our bank and I'm like, what do you mean we can't get new floors? There's money. What do you mean? But now I kind of, this really helps you see why you need more than just a thousand dollars sitting there. You you know, you need months and months worth of expensive just in case. And the fact that we've been able to do that and set ourselves up for bad situations and being able to weather them, um, that motivates me to continue. Um, it, it's, I also know that once we get through this, that I think we'll be even more motivated. I think we'll want to hit more goals just because, I mean, we don't, if, if this was without a mortgage, imagine how much easier it would be. I mean, that's a huge bill that we have to pay every month. So, uh, it's just Seeing the situation and how it could be different and how we could make it better just motivates me to continue. It also, um, seeing others getting help. I know you donated some money uh, to someone that was giving away money. Um, And that kind of thing motivates me to be a blessing to others. Because there are people that are in different situations, nothing that they did wrong, no reason of their fault, uh, can't get unemployment, whatever And just the fact that we could help those people is motivates me to continue what we're doing.
0: Yep. Perfect. And I think for me, it's the ability to just be flexible and alter our goals a little bit. Like, obviously, again, we came in with big goals. We wanted to knock out a huge chunk of our mortgage. We wanted to max out all of our retirement accounts. And we may still be able to do that one. But I think just being able, again, to say, you know what, whatever extra income that we do have in the season, if there is a little bit of surplus, we can set that money to the side. And again, when this is all over, that big lump sum can go towards whatever. So I think just having that in the back of my mind also is just is helping me deal with it as well. But I think that's really all the questions that I have. I know we tend to keep this one under 15 minutes. We're recording. We're a little over 20 right now. (laughs) But uh, like I said, this was just the result of just questions that I had received uh, over the last week or so. And I just felt like this was the best way to handle it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Maybe we'll do more, you know, team interviews in the future as this, as we navigate our goals and things like that. But thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the winning to wealth podcast. See you soon.